direct from Music City. This is live from Nashville on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. make it through December. This is live from Nashville. I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me is my wife, my best friend, 
Mary Kay Holt. Good morning, Mary Kay Holt. Good morning, darling. So you asked me earlier today, why did I pick out that song? If we make it through December, and this is the end of April, and the reason is it has felt like December the last few days here in Nashville, Tennessee. So it's been cold, it's been hot, and it was 32 degrees yesterday, I think, when I got up, and and 30-something this morning. So if we make it through December, it's going to be all right. I think it'll be fine. It'll be fine. (laughs) So are you getting used to this Nashville weather, a girl from southern Utah? Oh, my goodness. I feel like... Well, I feel like Tennessee is is part of heaven. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, getting an early <laughs> spring of any kind and not enduring below zero temperatures for you know several weeks of the winter. Yeah, I'm I'm loving it here. I really two and love three feet of the snow. weather here. Yeah, two yeah. three feet of snow yeah. out in southern Utah. Oh, and don't but, forget uh, mud season when the the snow melts and you got mud season. Yeah, so. Well, you know, out in the West, they love to see moisture of any kind. And so we're happy that it's been a little bit snowier this winter for all of our Western friends out there. And we hope it's a beautiful spring when it finally gets here. But uh, we have a great show today. And uh, can you tell us who our two guests are today on Live from Nashville? Well, we have got two amazing singer-songwriters with us today. Um, with great stories to share. Um, just going to be such a fun show. Our first guest is a, a good friend of ours. Um, his name is Mike Cullison. He's also a neighbor to us here in the beautiful city of Nashville. And then we also have a brand new guest with a great story on how we found this singer-songwriter. And he will be our second guest, his name. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. a fun story to share. So Jeff Yule is our second guest today, so you don't want to miss today's show. It is going to be a whole lot of fun. But right now we're going to listen to a great song from our first guest, Mr. Mike Cullison. It's called Blue Bonnets. And when we come back, I'll introduce you to Mike, and we'll have a great time visiting with him and sharing his fantastic music. But right now, sit back, take a great Seat in the saddle, as I would say, on the Campfire Cafe, and take a listen to Blue Bonnet. Sit in the shine, black diamonds in the morning dew. Red buds of corn protect your breath from you. Sweet magnolias wait outside, second foot on quite a show. Let me put my feet where the blue bonnets grow I want to go back to where the blue bonnets grow There's a girl waiting out there Lord, I love her so She's got my heart She won't let go I want to go back to where the blue bonnets grow That girl had stardust in her hair She looked so good in her clinging summer gown 
peaceful evening picnics on the ground. I want to go back to where the blue bonnet grows. There's a girl waiting out there. Lord, I love her so. She's got my heart. She won't let go. Mr. Mike Cullison, and Mike is an Oklahoma native who traveled to Atlanta halfway through his career with Bell South just to get closer to Nashville, Tennessee. And then he came out with his very (laughs) first album in 2004. Some of these guys are just a little bit slow getting off the ground, Mary Kay. Just a little bit kind of reminds me of you with your career. But Mike is a great singer and a songwriter. A great friend, and let's welcome to the show right now, Mr. Mike Cullison. Hey, Mike. Hey, how y'all doing? Thanks for having me. Well, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. So 2004 was your first album, and if I'm not mistaken, the release party for that was during your retirement party. Am I telling that right? That's that's correct. Uh, I uh, took an early retirement from uh, Bell South. And so we just had it at the Sutler down, which down on Eighth Avenue South, then, and um, had a grand time, had fun doing it, and got a good little write up in the paper about it. Yeah, just so I I like the fact that he said that he said I took an early retirement so I could release that album. So, so you didn't wait until sixty-five to retire. Uh, No, I did not. They made an offer I couldn't refuse, and I I said, I'll take that one. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about your early, early years. When did you first start performing, Mike? Uh, Actually, it was after I I did a little bit of performing in Oklahoma City area uh, early on, but really getting after it, it was after I got here, uh, got more in-depth in writing. And, of course, like, Yet so many writers, great writers here in Nashville, it was hard to kind of get in to see publishers or record people or anything like, you know, any of that hierarchy. So 
I just decided, I said, well, I'll go out and sing my own songs then. So yeah. I got after it and got better and got better. And uh, I'm proud to say I got a good band with me now, and we play quite a bit. So we're having a good time. Well, we're going to awesome. talk about that a little bit more, but I, I was just curious. So back in Oklahoma, what were you listening to? And when did you first pick up an instrument and start doing a little picking out there? Uh, in Oklahoma, I had gone from the you know the rock and roll thing just wasn't doing it for me anymore. So I started listening, um, you know, to the country stations that were on at the time. So it had to be in the seventies. Okay. And um, I always wrote poems. And I was a poet, so I would help people, different songwriters around Oklahoma City area, on their lyrics. Wow. And um, and it wasn't until about 83, I was 32 years old, and I said, well, I had a guitar, pretty good, I still got it. Um, I said, I'm going to either learn to play it or I'm going to sell it. So I got hooked <laughs> in, and I still got it, and four more to go with it. So uh, that's how all that started. Um, so what was your first guitar? In... What was your first guitar? Because everybody loves to hear about your first. My first was an Epiphone, just a regular Dreadnought guitar. Uh, I yeah. eventually put a pickup in it. It's a great little guitar. Still got it. Still play it. So, it's, so, uh, so, so many that... musicians get kind of attached to their guitars, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? You hold it in your hands yeah. all the time. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like my wife. Yeah. I kind of like to hold yeah, it in my hands when I'm, I can. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of attached oh, to my mine, goodness. too. You know, it's, <laughs> um, Getting personal there, aren't we, Mary Kay? Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> uh, gosh. But uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what is your go-to guitar now? I've got a Epiphone. It's a 240. It's a jumbo. It's a little bit wider body and a little bit bigger body. Uh, I just like Epiphone guitars. Uh, I got okay. four of them, and I've got a, a Rickenbacker that was a gift. So that's what I have right now. Wow. 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 Well, I'm going to get to another song real quickly. And this one is Miss uh, Maggie Rose. Tell us about Miss Maggie Rose. Miss Maggie was a, I had writer's block and went on for about two or three months. I mean, I couldn't even write down a, a line that rhymed or even felt good. Oh. And I got, we were in Florida and I went to one of these little local pizza beer things that got right on the beach. And I sat there with my tablet and my pens, and my wife and one of my nieces, they decided they'd take a little walk, so they went down the beach. And I went there, and I said, okay, Caitlin was her name. And she, and I said, no, that, there's not that, not a good rhyming type of word. <laughs> so I just started going down all of the lists of all of my, the women that I knew, family-wise, you know. And I got okay. all the way down to Maggie. Maggie was the youngest. She's my, let's see. My wife's second cousin, actually. Okay. So once I got Maggie Rose down, then it just it just kind of flowed. Then it was like you know, opened up and it came out, and it's uh, very good song. I like that song. I still play it a lot. 
Well, let's take a listen to Miss Maggie Rose, and we're going to come back and talk more with Mike Cullison today on Live from Nashville. I was drifting along on any old breeze, rolling around like a tumbleweed. About as low as I could go When I landed at the feet Of Miss Maggie Rose Can't say why She took a shine to me A rough and rowdy cowboy In faded jeans
That's Miss Maggie Rose by our guest today, Mike Cullison. Um, Mike, your voice. You've got such a great voice. I'm so glad you decided to start playing your guitar. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, and your songs, your songs are so danceable. Um, you know, you you've just got a real knack for writing, for writing. Um, what's the word? Songs with good hooks and straightforward melodies. And um, well, thank you very really much. Fine songwriting. Fine songwriting. Uh, we've got your signature song, which is next on our playlist here. And um, I think that maybe you should tell the story behind this next song. It's called Wish I Didn't Like Whiskey. What's the story <laughs> behind this song, Mike? <laughs> well, uh, as you know, here in Nashville, to to stay abreast of everything that's going on, you have to go out and network. Yeah. So I was at... Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of that. Down on Elliston, Exit Inn, that's where it was at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Block used to do a, a show in there once a week, and it was always just packed with people. But uh, I'd been introduced to this young lady, and we were standing there talking, and she was a bass player, you know, so we're talking music, of course. And uh, So they were getting ready to start the music, and I said, well, I'm going to go get a drink. Can I get you anything? And she asked for a, a shot of whiskey. And I said, well, that kind of blows my budget, but I'll go ahead and do it. But uh, <laughs> I went and brought her back a, a drink, and I handed it to her. And just as I handed her that shot glass, she looked at it and says, I wish I didn't like whiskey. And boom, hit it. So I reached over for a coaster <laughs> that was sitting on the table, and I wrote that down. I still have the coaster upstairs. Oh, wow. Uh <laughs> So that's where that came from. Just I wish I didn't like whiskey. And then, of course, my next thought was, well, I wish it didn't like me. And, you know, and this kind of is one of those things that just started up. But we did, they, we we have sing-along on that song when we do it at, uh, out and about. I know. It's well, a great when, song. when you perform it, when you perform this song, I don't care where you are, and I've heard you do this several times, the whole audience just joins in on this thing it's just a great great song and uh thank you and and the story is fantastic i love the story about how this thing was written but let's take a listen to wish i didn't like whiskey and you guys are going to love it and uh we're going to tell you where you can get it a little bit later right now it's wish i didn't like whiskey we're talking to mike cullison today on live from nashville This song is about some old boys I know. You probably know them too. There's old George Dickel, Ezra Brooks, Hiram Walker, old Jack Daniels, and can't forget Jim Beam.
Wish I didn't like whiskey Wish you didn't like me I don't need friends No, not like me They revel in my misery Wish I didn't like whiskey Wish you didn't like me
Uh-huh. And the band consists, there's generally five or six of us each time we go out as a band. We got a, a real good uh, Steven Rodriguez plays steel guitar. Uh, Johnny Reinbold plays lead. Brian Keith plays uh, mandolin and bass. Uh, Doug Brennan plays percussion. I play rhythm guitar and do the main vocals. Uh, We have another bass player, Joshua. Oh, what is Joshua's last name now? I got so many coming in and out. Um, He plays bass and he's got a real, he's the high vocal on the harmony. Nice. High harmony. Yeah. Yep. So we've, uh, we work together. We uh, try to get together at least once a week and, just keep ourselves in tune and, and learn new songs, uh, go over things that we think we need to go over to make the show a little bit more precise. Right, right, getting it tight. You know, mm-hmm. as I listen to your music, um, gosh, I, I'm reminded of um, musicians who got their start like in the 70s, 60s and 70s. There was so much live music going on that uh, up-and-coming musicians really were getting a lot of stage experience as a band, you know. So Mm -hmm. to the point that if singer-songwriters like Patsy Cline, she could travel around and the house band could pick up her music. I mean, the musicians were just so fine everywhere that you went. Um, As I listen to uh... your... Yeah. As I listen to your band, I keep thinking you guys would be an awesome band to have as a, a regular at a place that people can get up and dance. Um, you know, I'm glad to hear you're doing 12 keys, but wouldn't it be cool if you guys could find a place here locally that just kind of make your home because your songs are so danceable as well. I can just see people dancing. Anyway, it reminded me of the, the old days, you know, where um, bands were performing live more. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they still do when you get away from, say, like Nashville. You know, there's mm-hmm. some of these local bands that that's exactly what they do. You know, say even 100 miles from here, uh, they play at the same, you know, like in Oklahoma City, they got the Starlight Ballroom, which my wife and I used to go dancing down there all the time. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, just like you say, great bands that, that they were tight, they played together very well. And if you did have a, a a guest artist come in, they could generally pick it up, pick up what they needed to pick up and be able to back them as well. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, you know, the, the payoff, though, is when you're not playing in Nashville, there's not so much of an you end up playing a lot more cover songs. And when you're a singer-songwriter, Nashville gives you space and honors original songs. That doesn't necessarily pay real well. <laughs> but you get to you get to perform your originals um yeah. more than you would out of, you know, at a regular gig somewhere else. It's it's, it's think, crazy the payoffs here, that we yeah. I think here uh people uh want to hear the originals. You know, mm-hmm. that's what, especially when they go to singer songwriter nights, that's basically what you're going to hear is people's original songs. Right. Um, but when we play like at Bobby's Idol Hour, even up here at the 12 Keys, we'll we do about 90% original, but we'll throw in covers, you know, that we like to do. Mm-hmm. 
uh, are danceable, you know, fun. We kind of honky tonk them up a little bit. Uh, we like doing um, old Hank Williams Senior stuff, you know. Yeah. But, you know, put yeah. a little rocky edge to it, and uh, we have a good time. We, we, our main thing and my main thing is fun. I want people to enjoy themselves more than anything. That's the way it should that's, be. That is the way it should be. That's my job. By the way, the the name of the name of your band is the Lucky Dogs. How did that name? Uh, well, we were talking, and uh, well, Bryant and I started the band six years ago, and uh, we were practicing one day or something, and you know, we added a bass player by then, and so we're all kind of just working together, trying to figure out what our parts are. And, you know, and I don't know, somebody made a mistake or something. We just kind of sat there and looked at each other. I said, well, it doesn't matter. I said, we're all just a bunch of lucky dogs forgetting to do what we like to do. <laughs> and so it's done. So there it was. There it but was. There I grew was. up with that term, too. You know, if somebody got a Mickey Mantle baseball card in their little pack, you know, when you bought a nickel's worth of baseball cards, I mean, oh, you lucky dog. You lucky dog. I know that. I know that term. Just did uh, wish you didn't like whiskey. Mm-hmm. Didn't do one called Family Man. Tell us about Family Man. Excuse me. Uh, Family Man, I wrote with uh, Jeremy Dean. He came over to the house uh, for a writing session. and We just kind of sitting and looking at each other, but prior to that, uh, the weekend before, my wife and I had been over to Cornelia Fort, the old airport. Right. They had uh, an event going on, you know, where they had some local music and big kind of a community picnic. And I was just kind of watching the, the, not only the mothers, but I was watching the fathers in particular, the young fathers with their children and how they interacted and, uh, you know, things like that. So I just kind of started working on that in my head about family man, you know, what he's going through, you know, the other side of the coin, so to speak. And, um, well, this is, so we sat down and wrote that in about two takes. So, oh, wow. Wow. Well, this is another great song. Our very special guest today on Live from Nashville is Mr. Mike Cullison. Sometimes the best things in life aren't planned Like the smile from the one who lights your sun When she takes your hand Says, come here, hun Need to talk to you I got the news Ready or not You're a family man Working extra hours, buying time Time he loved to spend, giving all to them Now he sees why love has no end It's worth the work, it's worth the hurt of learning To be a family man There's still some things he doesn't know He's still 
just like his dad He's a family man Those working hands can drive a nail They can wipe a tear and calm a fear Without fail Love perseveres And though he falls He still stands tall He's the hero Of the family man There's still some things He doesn't know special guest to kick things off today on Live from Nashville. Mike, you're just such a great guest to have on, such great music, and uh, people around the world want to know how they can get your music, so tell us how they can do that. Well, uh, I have songs on Apple Music, Spotify, and uh, another one just came up this last week, Deezer, D-E-E-Z-E-R. And then uh, ReverbNation.com slash Mike Cullison is uh, the website. And you can also okay. go on YouTube and uh, put the name in, and there'll be different videos and things like that come up. Or you can come to Nashville and visit with me. Or come to Nashville and visit with Mike. Or I think you have a Facebook page called Mike Cullison, the Roadhouse Rambler. The Roadhouse Rambler. So, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. See, i got so many so things you can... in the fire, I can't keep up with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are, a, you are a talented guy and a great guest and a good well, neighbor, very much. by the way. Well, thank a good you. neighbor. Thank you. When you going to come so we're gonna close. Uh, Mary Kay does that for us. So okay. we'll have to talk to her about that. <laughs> All right, we'll we're going to close out this segment with another great song called West Texas State of Mind. Can you tell us about this one right now? Uh, I actually had a friend of mine that I was in the Army with that lived outside of Muleshoe, Texas. And I okay. just got thinking about him one day and kind of some of the things that we used to get in and out of when we were in the military together. And that's how that song came around, you know. Just, I guess you'll have to sit down and figure out with a, what, which one I'm lying about and which one I'm telling the truth about. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is West Texas State of Mind. Mike Cullison's been our very special guest. Mike, thanks for being with us. Thank today. y'all. Uh-huh, thank, thank you. Thank you. 
got an old army buddy outside a mule shoe said I could lay low if I needed to he said son hell just stay forever it'll take that long to get used to the weather I'd take his offer if his wife don't mind She's got a sister I'd love to take for a drive We could swap lives about going places Or ride on out and watch the submarine races I'm in that West Texas state of mind Rock cut tequila wrinkle up limes I've gotten to the point where I just don't care whether I'm here or whether I'm there my mind go free I can be just what I want to be so find another fool to live in your world I got a full tank of gas and a six pack of pearl I'm in that west Texas state of mind Ride cut tequila, wrinkle up limes. I've got to the point where I just don't care whether I'm here or whether I'm there. joined us today from live from Nashville. We're excited about our next guest. Our next guest is a young man named Jeff Buell, talented singer, songwriter, and uh, we're going to listen to his first tune here. It's a song called All Dressed Up. Day. I was watching the clock and it was getting late When I called her up, she didn't answer the phone So I left a message after the tone I said, hey, pretty girl, what's happened to you? I'm sitting over 
uh, to help us celebrate. And, um, yeah, she still sits down and writes down ideas and and everything. Cool. We've written together, uh, recently, too, so. Wow, so it's just kind of a kind of a family thing. That's just pretty cool. That is yeah. pretty cool. So did did your mother did your mother sing? Did she perform? Do you have any other performers yeah. in your family? Uh, my parents had a band, and um, my mom was a bona fide singer. You know, she could just really kind of like a Tanya Tucker uh, type voice is, is one I would compare her to. Wow. And, um, wow. Yeah, they toured around Wyoming, South Dakota, Montana, and eventually she, you know, decided that they wanted to make the move to Nashville. But, yeah, she said she, said she sang even when she was pregnant with me right up until <laughs> right before <laughs> I was born. Wow. <laughs> So what? Oh, what is your mother's name? What is your mother's name, and what's the name of her band? Brenda. Uh, Linda Buell, and Linda. they were the Fugitives. She's got some. She's got an album on Spotify uh, called "Linda Goes to Nashville," and I just recently made it all digital and everything and put it on uh, the internet. <laughs> oh, that is so cool! Back when she recorded it, you know, there wasn't all this stuff going on. And I got yeah. another one I need to do, but I've just been slacking. But, yeah, you can listen to her uh, on Spotify or Apple or whatever your favorite um, place to listen to music is. Oh, that's great. That is great. That is great. Well, you, you, you just never know who you're going to be talking with. And uh, so, Mary Kay, you want, to tell, you want to tell the story about how we, how we found Jeff? Yes, it's a great it's a great Nashville story actually. <laughs> so <laughs> Gary's mother Irma is ninety five years old and she is at an assisted living. And when we went to go visit her, this this amazing, amazingly nice woman is there helping Irma get her nails all painted for the week. And we were visiting with her, and she goes, "You know, I think somehow Gary, we mentioned that I'm a singer songwriter or." We mentioned a radio show. Yeah. Uh, she said, oh, she goes, I have a son-in-law who's so talented. And, um, <laughs> you know, in Nashville, Jeff, you know this is true. You throw a rock and you'll hit a singer-songwriter. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. It well, it was pretty cool. Necessarily yeah, it was cool. It was pretty cool because she, some... she pulled you up on YouTube right away. Yes. And we had to look at a couple of your videos, and so we said we got to have this. We've got to have this young man on the show. He is really, really talented. Yeah, and really thank good. You. And yeah. you know, sometimes, sometimes that happens. You think, oh, that's nice. You know, you don't pursue it. But we were like, yeah, this. Yeah, this well, guy some is really some good, of the so. some of the um, some of the CDs and some of the video that I get sent are just not too good, so they could just send them on. But this was a good <laughs> one, so. Anyway, I could imagine. Anyway. Yeah, she's yeah. one of my biggest fans. Well, I hope she listens to the show. So that would be a that would be a cool thing. And uh, oh, I'm I want to get to a. Well, I hope so. I want to get to another song right quickly, and this is one called uh, "I Need Your Love Tonight." Tell us about this, Jeff. Well, 
my mom actually wrote it by herself a long time ago, probably 30 years ago. Wow. And she was, uh, my dad had just built her a guitar. My dad, when we lived in Nashville, he worked for a guitar builder. Wow. And um, he had just made her a guitar, and she was learning how to play. And she was just practicing these four chords or whatever. And, um, yeah, she came up with that with that chord progression and started writing it. And um, going into the studio, and I was wanting to cut something to put banjo on. And she suggested that song, and I went back and listened to it. And, you know, I grew up listening to all her songs. You know, she would write a song and go demo it and come home and play it for us. And me and my sister would steal the tape and go listen to it. You know, we loved her. Uh, yeah. most <laughs> she'd bring home. Uh, yeah, she uh, she suggested that one, and I listened to it, and I could remember, and I remembered it from when I was a kid, and I was like, yeah, that's perfect. That's that'll be perfect. And so I went in and cut it. Well, let's take a listen. To I need your love tonight. And we're talking with Jeff Buell today on Live from Nashville. I've been like a fish out of water. My river of love has run dry. I'm about to die thirst without you I need your love tonight So baby get ready Cause I'm on the road and I'm heading home to you And baby it's a pity But when we're apart I feel like I'm torn in two Some things just go together A bird without wings can't fly A day without you seems like forever I need your love tonight So baby get ready
behind that song and then listening to it. It's beautifully <laughs> written. And your production is just beautiful. Who are I mean, where did you get where did you produce your album at? Uh that one was recorded at the tracking room and I believe it was just recently, well years ago, but it was one of the my biggest or it was my first time in a in that kind of studio. I wasn't really sure what I was, where I was going, but when I walked in, I was yeah. like, oh, so this is a studio. <laughs> I mean, they got like these big, heavy doors, and they got all this recessed lighting and just hardwood floors, uh-huh. and, and it was really like, you walk in, and it's breath, it was like breathtaking. It was called the tracking room. Very and, cool. Uh, yeah, um, I, re- I was listening to them, because I told the steel player um scotty sanders was his name uh i told him mm-hmm. that i wanted dobro on it well he had to go get it out of his truck and i remember i remember listening to the guitar players just messing around with it you know i was listening in my headphones and i was like wow and they was really getting uh <laughs> they was really getting into it and you know they kind of toned it down a little bit once we actually got to recording but yeah he showed up with his dobro and he started playing that and I was like, Oh my god, this is gonna be so good. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. it's really good. It's you know, something that I admire about your music and I don't Gary and I are so excited because this show is all about introducing um Gary's worldwide audience to new kinds of music. Gary's been doing a radio show for eleven years called um, the um, Campfire Cafe, which features Western folk music and uh, Western swing. And so this show gives us an opportunity to introduce his fan base, I guess guess I'll say ours with me being a co-host, to gospel, bluegrass, blues, you know, some different sounds. But your bluegrass sound feels um, contemporary as well. Um, can yeah. you explain 
Yeah, can you explain to our audience in the field, in the genre of bluegrass, what your music would be considered? Well, I did do some, well, um, there's more hard charge in bluegrass. And then, uh, like, I Need Your Love Tonight was supposed to be, you know, a country song. We're more, more in the country vein, but I wanted, you know, banjo and mandolin and dobro. Yeah. Um, and I kind of stole that from Ricky Skaggs. Uh, yeah. You know, and you can hear that. When he, yeah, when he um, switched from bluegrass to country, you know, he still had banjo and fiddles and, uh, you know, that real hot picking acoustic guitar stuff going through the music. Uh-huh. And that's kind of where I, I stole from. And, and um, Keith Whitley and Vince Gill are a couple other of my influences that uh, they had a bluegrass background. So I don't know. It's just something that I connect with maybe. Yeah. And your voice, your voice is a perfect compliment. Yeah. Your high tier voice is a nice compliment to that style. Very, very nice, Jeff. Well, should we listen to another song, Gary? Why don't we listen to Red Georgia Clay? And, uh, and right. Jeff, tell us about this song. Okay. So when I had first started recording music, all I did was record my mom's songs, you know, and it was kind of killing two birds with one stone. It was, you know, getting a good demo on her song and also getting some my voice on some things. And one day she told me, she's like, well, you know, you don't have to just cut my songs. And the first song that came to mind was Red Georgia Clay. And some friends of our family, Bill and Jody Emerson, um, we would when we would get together, uh, you know, after dinner or whatever, we would always get the guitars out and sing songs. And my mom would always request Wild Bill to sing Red Georgia Clay. And that's when I fell in love with it, you know, and when when she gave me the green light to record a song that wasn't hers, that was the first one I wanted to do. And then she said, but I think you should sing it in the third person. Like he left them laying in the red Georgia clay. And, you know, she didn't want me to be the killer. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, mom, <laughs> I'm not going to so sing this a killer mur- song. This is I a murder ballad the then. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what fun is a killing song if I'm not going to be the one doing the killing? So that's how that one came about. All right. Well, this is another great song, and uh, we're just tickled to death to have Jeff Buell today with us as our special guest on Live from Nashville. And we'll be back in just a moment. One rainy night in Dalton, they were talking in the bar. About two bodies they'd been searching for Behind old Samson's sawmill The bloodhounds found their graves And they were laying in that rich old place So I just sat and listened And I drank my whiskey down 
And I knew I'd never make it out of town When a big hand grabbed my shoulder I was shaking in my boots And I knew the time had come to tell the truth I said I followed them one evening When the sun was sinking low And I knew that logging shack is where they'd go But when I watched them love together It was more than I could take So I left them laying in that great Georgia place I may be hungry, cold, and lonely In this old prison cell When I die, I guess I'll go to hell But at least I know she won't be running round on me today they're laying in that red Georgia clay I may be hungry, cold, and lonely In this old prison cell When I die, I guess I'll go But at least I know she won't be running round on me today Cause they're laying in that red Georgia clay Arm in arm together They both wanted it that way So I left them laying in that red Georgia clay It's Red Georgia Clay, Jeff Buell, and you are listening to Live from Nashville, heard around the world at equestrianlegacy.net, on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. So, Jeff, are, are you doing some writing now What and, and, and performing around town any? Yeah, I am. Uh, I still write, and I'm actually about to put out some new music. Um, and I still play around town. Uh, I'm actually playing this Friday at Scoreboard. All right. All right. Well, I know people are excited to uh, to be able to see you and uh, and to get your music. So we're going to find out in just a minute how they can do that. But okay. uh, what is your, what is your writing process like when you sit down to go to uh, write? Uh, you know, do you do well, you sit down at a certain time of the day, or does just some phrase hit no. you, or how does it work? Sometimes I'll have appointments, you know, with uh, different writers or friends or whatever. Like, hey, you want to get together, right? And you know, we'll have like set up dates but usually even when i go to those i have an idea already you know or something hey. you know if you hear somebody say something you know you hear it all the time people oh that sounds like a song and <laughs> uh so you know there's always that or um or if you have like something in your head you know for me it's just sometimes those things just 
uh, just kind of come to me or, or I'll hear something be like, ah, oh, you know, I think it, uh, that'd be a good song or, or whatever. But, right. uh, I, there's no method to it really for me. Okay. Um, but yeah, usually, you know, I'll, I'll get something in my head, like a melody or, a or an idea and start trying to put a melody to it. So that's about how, and usually for me, it'll be like the chorus. I'm really good about writing a chorus and then I have a hard time getting the verses just right. But uh, All right. And you know, Mary Kay wrote forever. The chorus. Yeah. Mary Kay wrote What's forever that? by herself. And she is, yeah. since she's been in Nashville, she's doing some co-writes now. And, uh, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, so how does that work for you? I mean, some people like to work with two people. Some people like to work with three at a time. Do you have a set number that works better for you? Uh, for me, it's usually just me and another person. But, um, you know, I've had rights with... Uh, a couple people before and I've written them by myself too. So yeah, I guess there's really, I don't think I've ever had more than a couple people though. Okay. Like sometimes right. you look at a songwriter credit and it's like eight people and I'm like, how did they do that? But it was probably like, you know, one group writes a section of it and then another group maybe finishes uh, it up or something. I've had that too. I've had, I think that's had what songs I've had songs, you know, that I almost have done, and I'm like, man, I'm stumped. See, uh, take a look at this for me. See if you can finish it. But right, mm-hmm. uh, right. that's about how. So it goes for you, for me. is it is is it the uh, lyric or the melody that comes first? Because I've had writers tell me both ways. What is it for you? Yeah, it. it um, I've had it happen both ways myself. But okay. I would say for the most part it's probably the lyric. Okay. Like an idea right. that I try and put a melody to or something, yeah. Well, it, the writing process to me is just interesting because, you know, I can hardly write my name, let try to let, let alone try to write a song. But uh but it it's a, just so interesting to listen to writers in a writing session and the way that that comes together. And and it can come together pretty quickly, can it? Yeah, some it can, and it can also be a lot of awkward uh, time. <laughs> a lot of awkward. Listen to Mary Kay laughing. Yeah, listen to Mary Kay laughing. There's sometimes years <laughs> in between finishing, starting, and finishing the song too. I know that's the case. Right. You know, the one that is always interesting to me is, oh well, I woke up and immediately wrote song music and lyrics and it was finished and i don't know how they did that but it All right. came to him in a dream or something uh, anyway well and and so you'll be performing scoreboard now how can people find you how can they get your music how can they find you and, and see where you'll be performing uh facebook is where i have been posting my dates when i play and things like that Okay. Um, I don't. It's just easier for me, you know. There's so much, many uh, social media things and whatever. So, but Facebook seems to be what I'm comfortable with and where I got the most, uh, you know, followers and whatnot. 
But, okay. You know, I did right. start up a TikTok, but I'm just getting it off the ground. <laughs> but uh, you better hurry before yeah, they shut it down. Facebook I'm telling you, I post all my dates. And okay. um, I do have a website, but it got to the point where uh, I don't know. I just don't know how often people do go to websites anymore. Uh, so I just well, stick you know, to that's Facebook. a good point. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point because a lot of people just just look at social media and they don't look at the websites as often as they used right. to. So and, uh, for uh, our... yeah, and as far as uh, finding my music, I'm on all the, you know, major, um, oh, what do you call them? Spotify, Amazon, yeah. all of those different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. streaming. Well, Spotify, all the streaming yeah, services. All the streaming services. I'm on That's all right. the major ones, you know, uh, Spotify, Apple, Deezer. Amazon Music, um, and yeah, it was like if you want to download uh, music, that would be Apple, iTunes, or Google Play. Okay. And All right. my name is Jeff with a G. That's so right. I always tell people Jeff with a G and Buell like the motorcycle. That's right. So it's G E O F F if I've got that correct. Yep. And B U E L L. So look for yep. G E O F F B U E L L and you can find him on social media and uh yep. and also that's the way you can find him on the streaming services. I'm gonna get two more songs real quick, Jeff. And okay. this one uh, is named after your home state, I guess, of Wyoming. Anything that you want to tell us yeah. about this song? Um, a guy had, uh, written a song and it was about East Tennessee. And, uh, I was like, man, I love that. I, I want to do one about Wyoming. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> me, and a few, uh, me and a few of my buddies got together and, uh, or me and two of my friends got together and, just started writing on that Wyoming and we got done. I was like, that's exactly, you know, exactly how, what I wanted to, uh, what I wanted to accomplish. <laughs> and, you All know, right. just a couple of the, you know, we got to, uh, name the, or put the Bighorn mountains in there, which I spent a lot of time in growing up and some of the creeks going through town and my high school sweetheart, her, that's really her name, Samantha. So <laughs> that's uh That's awesome. It's all true. It's all a true story. All true. This is Wyoming. Let's take a listen to this. We'll come back and talk more with Jeff today on Live from Nashville. There's not a day that goes by, there's not a night that goes by, I don't think of you. I've been a lot of places, I've seen so many faces, nothing compares to you. Well, you know I've loved you since I was a child. Just like your mountain stream 
Nothing in Johnson Creek Another town, another show But no matter where I go I know my heart and soul Will always be And why Why you keep dreaming and playing that old guitar? Haters and high achievers, exes and non-believers said I won't get far. Well, I'm just a dreamer, and that's what I do. Cause I come from a place where dreams come true. Another town, another show But no matter where I go I know my heart and soul Will always be Johnson Creek, another town, another show, but no matter where I go, I know my heart and soul will always be, and why having you on the show today. Thank you. I've had a good time. You know, oh, good, good. You know, um, I encourage all of the listeners to go to Jeff's Facebook page. Check out his music videos that are there. You get a little sneak peek at his beautiful wife and his children. Um, you get to see Jeff performing live. Um, Jeff, it's, I, I, just think you, I just think you're awesome. Gary and I are so glad to have found you. And well, love how you. this world works. <laughs> you know, right? during you the break, know. I know you just never know. Um, during the break, Gary and I were talking to you about an organization called the Western Music Association, and mm-hmm. um, we're gonna we're gonna get you some information because with your ties to Wyoming, um, I really think that this is a genre of music that you really you really have. Um, 
a connection to. So I'm excited to see. Um, we'll stay in touch for sure and follow right. you up, follow up on your career. Anytime you have new music, please reach out to Gary and I. We'd love to hear okay. it and share it. Yeah. And give your love awesome. to your mother, your wife, I your sure babies, will. and your sweet mother-in-law. <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to say, thank, say thank, thank you to your mom-in-law because without her, this would not have happened. Yeah. So I don't know whether to hire her as a manager for you or Mary Kay when she was talking about uh, getting you booked into some things. But anyway, great to have you with us today. Thank you. I enjoyed it. All right. We're going to wrap things up with another song. It's called The Rounder. Anything that you'd like to tell us about this, Jeff? Well, um, I was listening to some CDs of my mom's and looking for some songs to record and or maybe i was just listening i can't remember but i heard this one and i was like oh mom i love this song and she was like oh well that's larry's and larry was a friend of hers that he was a songwriter too but sometimes they would go in and uh do some like guitar vocals or whatever and the person would burn them a tape is what it, what they were okay. back then. Sometimes, you know, a song that she didn't write would end up on her tape. So she didn't write that one, and I thought I was listening to a tape full of her songs, you know. And right. she was like, well, it don't, it don't matter if you like it, record it. And so that's what I did. <laughs> and oh, uh, the first time that I recorded it, I didn't like it. I, they just didn't, uh, do, they, they didn't do it like I was hearing it on the tape. You know, they tried to make it sound like new country or something. I got And so I had to do it again and I got a whole group full of young guys. I think I was probably the youngest, uh, person in the room when we recorded this song, you know, guys that would listen to my ideas. Because sometimes you get these old studio guys that only want to do things their way, you know. Yeah. And I told these guys, I want it to sound like this. I want the same, you know, it had that, like, Chet Atkins-style guitar. You're right. The the first time I had cut it with the big session players, they cut all that out and everything. And I was like, no, that's how I want it. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of, that's the gist of that one. And if you, well, you it hear is the dobro, a great song. That's me playing dobro. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Very good. And Very I good. Well, we may have to. I'm a steel player. I played steel on the Wyoming song. My gracious. I do. Talented a, guy. Yeah. Uh, steel was kind of my um, my second love, or whatever. You know, I love to sing, but I really love steel guitar, so I learned how to play steel and uh i've been playing on my records not all of them but i play on the ones i feel like i can play <laughs> that's so wow. cool wow and this is one of them wow. i played dobro on this one all right well jeff you are absolutely great we may have to get your mama on the show sometime but yeah. uh but uh that could be an interesting conversation but uh right anyway you have been great tell your daughter 
that we wish her a very happy birthday from the whole family. And uh, we look forward to having you come back when your new album is ready. So be sure and let us know about that. Yeah, I'll send you the new stuff as soon as I get it back. All right, that'll be great. Well, this is The Rounder. Our very special guest today has been Jeff Buell on Live from Nashville. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. They used to call me a rambler, a middle-of-the-night gambler. Cause all I cared about was my juke joints, women, and wine. Since I found her, they call me a rounder. Cause since I found her, I'm around her all the time. I used to spend my money on any little honey to give me the time of night and a soft place I could lie. Since I found her, oh, they call me a rounder. Cause since I found her, I'm around her all the time. I was a hot shot lover, working undercover. I thought I had the world by the tail on a downhill slide. But then I did some changing, a little rearranging. And since that changing,
I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, any anything that you'd like to talk about in the last few minutes before we say goodbye? Well, I just want to invite everybody to join us in Amarillo in October. Um, go ahead and and look up information about our trip. It's a trail ride. And we would love to have y'all join us. So deposits are due pretty soon. And um, do you want to mention where to go to find out information? Well, you can go on Facebook. You can go to Nash West Adventures and uh, and find out information there. Also on my personal page, Gary Holt. And you can go to equestrianlegacy.net and look up Nash West Adventures. That's going to be a great time when we go to Amarillo and we'll be in Canyon, Texas. Uh, Palo Duro Canyon is just a magnificent mm-hmm. area of the country. It's it's second only to the Grand Canyon, I think, in its beauty. And so we'll be riding uh, in Palo Duro Canyon. We'll be visiting museums and wineries and uh, mm-hmm. Chuck Wagon Cookout and Mary Kay and Tisha McKenna are going to be performing for your listening yes. pleasure that event. So it's going to be a fun that's time. Right. And I believe that's October the 6th, 7th, and 8th in, yes. uh, in you, Amarillo and Canyon, to, Texas. Right. You don't need to trailer in a horse. We've got nice, gentle horses for you. You don't even need to be an experienced rider. So this is that's a great true. trip for anybody who's ever wanted to go on a trail ride. Um, but don't feel like they're, you know, something that they've been able to do. This is perfect for you. So, Well, it's going to be a great time. So we'll be visiting Los Cedros Ranch there in uh, Amarillo. And then uh, we'll be having, it's going to be a great time. So be sure and check out Nash West Adventures at equestrianlegacy.net. And uh, we'd love to have you come join us. It is limited. And so there are only a few spots that are still left, but uh, but there are some. So be sure to check that out. Well, it has been too much fun, and uh, we look forward to having everybody join us again next Saturday, beginning at noon Central Standard Time for Live from Nashville. And then don't forget the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America. That's every Thursday at noon Central Standard Time. We have great guests, great conversation, great music, and great poetry on all of our shows. So anything else you'd like to say, dear? That's it. I just love you bunches. Well, I love you back. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You know, one of the cool things is that we have so many uh, performers that are singer and songwriters. And uh, it's great to find out from people what their process is as they go through and write the songs. And I've said this before, without a song written, there will be no song to sing. And so it all begins with the written word. And uh, we're going to close this out today with a great song from Mr. Willie Nelson. It's called One More Song to Write. Thanks for listening.
I've got one more bridge to burn I've got one more endless night One more lesson to be learned One more hill to climb And it's somewhere in my mind I'll know it when it's right I've got one more song to write I got one more heart to write No more secrets left to hide No more staring at the sun Just to watch them ponies run No more bounty to divide There ain't no secrets left to hide My life's an open book Turn the page and have a look I got one more song to write I got one more bridge to burn I've got one more endless night One more lesson to be learned One more hill to climb And it's somewhere in my mind I'll know it when it's right I've got one more song to write I've got one more 